watching the sun bake all of those tourists covered with oil strumming my six string on my front porch swing smell those shrimp there Listening to 2, 5, and 10, your source for bullshit free NHL news, analysis, and insights. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Naughton and Ben Stewart. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another beautiful episode of 2, 5, and 10. And what we have here is you, you can smell it in the air a little bit. We're getting a little bit closer to hockey. We're going to start out west like we always do because. Benny, we, we were talking about this before. What an awful fucking division this is. Yeah, like, the Pacific Division. Um, what I was smelling, it's finally uh, here in Tulsa. It hasn't been 100 degrees every day. It was 100 degrees every day from July 4th weekend until the end of August. And the last couple days, you w- wake up take Kobe out for her morning walk and a briskness hits you in the face. And it's like, Oh, thank God. It's a brisk. It's a brisk 92. Wow. This is great here. (laughs) That was, that was funny because there was one day in August where the high was like 93 and I went outside in the middle of the afternoon. I'm like, Oh, it's not so bad outside. Meanwhile, 93 in New York. I would have been like, this is bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. What what, with a hoodie. Oh, 93. A little chilling there. (laughs) Falls coming. Jesus. Yep. And then the Rangers had their rookie camp uh, starting this week. So yep. uh, training camp is right around a corner for most teams. Uh, and I, we didn't talk about this before we started, but I got to get out of the way. The most unexpected and most expected fucking thing to happen to the New York Jets. Oh, dude. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up, but that is, yeah. I I know everybody knows me as the long-suffering Rangers fan, but I am also a longer-suffering Jets fan. And anything that could go wrong does go wrong for this franchise. And that's why when there was talk about in the offseason, oh, we're going to go get Rodgers, um, I was like, there's no way he's going to want to play for us. And I would tell everybody, if he does come here, it's going to change everything. He decides to come here. Everything's going great. And as soon as the trade was finalized, I, do you remember uh, Matt Gavigan from college? Gavigan, yeah. Yeah, so he's a Jets fan too. And when a trade was official, literally that afternoon, I texted him and said, don't worry, he'll tear his ACL in week one. Because that's what always happens with the Jets. And I didn't believe in speaking it into existence like all these uh, yoga bitches. But I got to say, I must have some type of power because, of course, he's out for the season before he even throws a pass. Of course. Benny and the Jets. (laughs) Zach Wilson. Like, Jesus Christ. So, 
I take solace in the fact that no matter how bad things might get for the Rangers this season, if it does go bad, it can't be as bad as what happens to the Jets. So that's why I bring it up. Yeah, like, uh, yeah so just a little reassurance. Like, yeah. feel a little bit better. It's just unbelievable. Um, anyway, so the Pacific Division, uh, as my personal nickname for it is, the Pacific, uh, the Pacific Garbage uh, Trash Division. Um, again, just like last year, and like you mentioned before we started recording, you have a top tier, a middle tier, a below average tier, and then a shit tier. And it's the same teams for like the last two or three years for the most part. I know Seattle just started kind of shook things up a little bit. But this summer, anything that's happened from, you know, the Golden Knights after winning a cup all the way down to the Sharks and the Ducks that make you think there might be an unexpected team that kind of rises up or an unexpected team that drops down to the bottom of the standings. I think it is probably going to be more towards the bottom. I, I just, uh, like you said, we have our tiers in this division from last year to this year. I don't think, I, I think LA had made significant improvements with bringing in Dubois. I, I think that helps them out. But outside of that, I mean, Vancouver's a little bit better than last year. They'll have talk it for a full season. Okay. I, I like that. That um, should be better. Yeah. Like, Calgary, I'm not sold on them. They're just I don't see massive improvement overnight with these guys. And, and then to bring in a rookie NHL coach, like I just don't think uh, he's going to turn the tide in a year. You sound like a player for the Flames, you know, not being sold on them. <laughs> yeah, you know, just kind of like just not, not sold on it yet. I mean, you look at San Jose, like they got finally got out from under that Carlson deal. But what they brought back in, I mean – like I told you before, I mean, the Hoffman and Granlin, like, yeah, they come in and they eat up a little bit of salary, but it's only for a year and you're out of there, both UFA at the end of next year. So you're completely out from under the money. Yeah. But I just don't know. They didn't get how, enough features back. I was going to say, well, that with the trade, but like, as for the team they're putting out there, like, I don't feel like, wow, like this is this is it. You know, like, I think yeah. they're finally turning the corner. Like I'm not enthused there. Anaheim still with all the kids. I, I think they will be a little bit better than last year, but I don't see you, any significant jumps. Are you surprised Gibson is still there? I am surprised Gibson's still there. And at this point now, I don't know what it would take for him to actually go. I mean, you hear all the rumors of he requested the trade. They haven't sent him yet. You're kind of like, he said he's never playing for the ducks again. Yeah. So like, I just, I don't know. I mean, training camps in what, two weeks. So, I mean, we're, yeah. we're pretty close. <laughs> so if you're not playing for them, you're, you're doing something or they're not trading yet. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, then I mean... up the top, I, I like Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle, like great. Same as last year. Nothing's changed here. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Danny, I agree kind of with that whole divisional f uh, format. I think, again, I mean, I said this until, you know, they shoved it up my ass by winning the whole thing. Outside of, like, three guys, I don't see what makes Vegas the favorite to win a division. Um, I mean, this offseason was all about 
uh, trying to keep as many guys as possible because they were already up against the cap and they were able to bring back uh, Howden and Barbashev. Um, besides that, it's basically the same roster. Um, you're banking on Aiden Hill being playoff Aiden Hill for an entire regular season and hopefully another playoff run. Um, I know the coaching is good. It's just, I don't know, I, I still can't buy into them. For the division as a whole, like I think Calgary is the wild card here in division, and I don't mean in a sense of like competing for a wild card spot. They have such a variable on what their season can end up being because you're going to hopefully get a better year out of a goaltender. Mm-hmm. You still have some talent there, even though you don't have Kachuk, but Huberdeau can't be as bad as, as he, he was, was last year. year. Yep. Like, I think it was one of the most – it was the biggest drop-off in production from one year to the next uh, in – Since Nigel decades. was. <laughs> Nigel, yeah, he dropped off from five goals to two. Um, so he's going to be better. Your goal is going to be better. There's still some talent there. Um, if the season starts off well, you might be able to say, like, guys, listen, we're – in this, let's get it done. Um, Lindholm might sign long-term if they start off well. But if they start off the year, the first 10, 15 games, and they go like 5, 11, and 2, it's, they're immediately into a fire sale. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to they're gonna float to the bottom of that division. And then you're looking at, you know, Anaheim with Gibson, they might have – Missed their window because then you have Markstrom on a market. And then you have a difference maker like Huber, though, even though he has a huge contract. And you have a couple other guys you can kind of sell off for pieces. Or things can finally click and they're competing for a division title. <laughs> so I think they're the biggest wild card there. Outside of that, most of this division has relatively stayed the same. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about the Carson Carlson deal. They Sharks brought in the Duke, Anthony Duclair, and Philip Sedina. You know, perfect spot for Sedina to just get 20 minutes a night, first power play time, and time to put up or shut up. Yeah, I agree, the put up or shut up part, yeah. Yeah, he's playing for his NHL future at this point, and you're not going to get a better spot than a team that's going to be in the gutter. Um, Anaheim, they still, like you said, they still have the talent. He's... They got to get rid of Gibson because you don't want that coming into that locker room. And then, but if you do trade Gibson, you have a huge hole on your roster in goal. So it's, that's not going to help trying to get out of the basement there. No, no, I disagree, man. They got our boy Alex Staylock there for this year. So, I mean, Alvy will keep him afloat. He's still playing, still going, baby. All right, man. Well, shit. Uh, they should give uh, Sexy Rexy a, a call. <laughs> yeah, call the big sexy <laughs> up. Jesus. <laughs> I wonder what uh, he's doing with his life. I mean, if he's still trying to grind it out in the E or if fucking... He, or he's in I'll, Europe somewhere. I'll, I got to Google now. That's funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And then outside of that, Vancouver... They have like the definition of mediocre. Like, they have a, a couple good pieces, obviously, in Hughes and Pedersen and... Olapa, you trade Ho- Horvat at the deadline. Tyler Myers is still soaking up too much of your cap. Uh, Demko, like we said, is going to be better. 
Uh, they they might kind of compete for a wild card spot in the West. That's kind of their ceiling. I feel like they didn't make too many moves to really drastically enhance their roster outside of hoping guys kind of bounce back and a coaching change really lifts up uh, their production and their system. Vegas already talked about, and then like you said, the Kings, sure, they'll be better. They lost some depth because of that move uh, with the trade to, with Winnipeg. I'm still not sold on their goaltending. They didn't make a move there. And then Edmonton. And my biggest they, – they, they were kind of boxed in. So expecting them to make a move this summer was a little unrealistic. But end of the season, who is the number one? Is it Soup or is it uh, Skinner? Mm. Based That's on play, not because shit. they want to start I, him because of his contract. Give me soup. I agree. I think – I don't know why. I fucking root for the guy, man. Like, I, I hope he has a big bounce back here. Not, he's obviously not going to win the Vezina or anything, but if he can put up a solid, like, 9-10 save percentage in a regular season – like, that's perfect. That's all Edmonton needs to really kind of run away with that division, I feel like. My so. nervousness always comes down to Edmonton as a whole. Like, we both know we are going to see the normal Edmonton. Like, that's obviously going to come out. There's going to be certain games where they dominate, certain games they don't show up, and then you're kind of stuck in the middle as to what is or what isn't. I still don't They're trust their goaltending. They're going to be prolific on offense. They're going to be prolific on a power play. Yeah, it's like, so Edmonton will either be one or four. They'll be in the playoffs, but where they fall, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's underrated, and it's easy to pick out because of not a lot of teams were able to make significant free agent additions this summer. One, because of the, the pool of players, but two, because of the cap, same for basically flat that Connor Brown signing. And I know I talked about him where I wish the Rangers went after him instead of getting Blake Wheeler for the same deal. I think that Connor Brown, if he's healthy is going to, their offense was never a question mark, but I feel like it just elongates their forward group even more. Um, So their defense, I don't know. I like Edmonton again, the Brown signing was basically all they did uh, over the offseason. Um, still can't believe Cody Ceci is kicking around. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Quinn Hughes is just seeing captain of Vancouver. I know it sounds like we don't have much to talk about with the Pacific Division because there isn't much to talk about. And our official predictions, we usually keep to our full preview for – who we think is making the playoffs in the East and the West and all that other stuff. So we're not going to get into that on this episode, but the Pacific is just kind of purgatory in the NHL right now. Like it, if you're playing out there, you either know you're making a playoffs or you know, you're showing up to camp going, God damn it. I got to haul ass from end to end in training camp, knowing we're going to finish with 60 points. Like it's kind of a tough spot to be in. I I would have to agree. <laughs> so okay, at least we'll get at least one conversation started out here. The entire Pacific, 
you know, we talked about who we think is going to be good, who we think is going to be bad. Which team, I, I guess it's it's not a bet. It's kind of like a, your gut. Who finishes with more points this season, Calgary or Anaheim? Calgary. Calgary still be ahead of them. Okay. I know that would be a huge drop-off and a huge jump-off for Anaheim. But I'm just thinking worst-case scenario for Calgary is it's Thanksgiving and they've already started peeling off some pieces. <laughs> no, I I think, like you said, I mean, the Gibson thing kind of needs to play itself out as to what is or isn't going to happen. But so if they get rid of Gibson and they don't get any big goalie in return and they just ride out this year, I mean, I love Al Stalock. Don't get me wrong, but but he's not your fucking starter at 36 plus now, you know, like. Yeah, he's a great backup, but he ain't going to give you that. So you're struggling there. Are your young guys going to be able to produce enough for you to win games? That That's a big question mark. I, I think Calgary is definitely a little bit better than that or should be. Yeah. And then the other part of it for the division is. There's just not again, I'm trying I'm. I keep hesitating because I'm trying not to kind of. You're trying to be polite. Season predictions. But you're looking at these rosters and you look at their cap situations. Unless there's a major injury that pushes a big salary player to long term uh, injured reserve, this is the teams basically for the entire season. There's not a lot of maneuverability for the trade deadline either, unless. Something unexpected happens. Yeah, agreed. This one is uh, all the teams that have filled voids now. Everything seems rather tight. So yeah, can you imagine being a Sharks fan? Like I gotta say, I don't know if we are, I guess, lucky enough to have any Sharks fans out in San Jose listening to us. Like, can you imagine? It's September. Training camp is opening, and you just know. You're going to be a steaming pile of dog shit this year. There's like no hope. There's no excitement out of saying, maybe we can flip some of these guys at the deadline. Woo wee. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, don't get me wrong. I know Greer has been very forthcoming as to what the plan is. And, you know, almost as like how Stevie Y has been in Detroit. Yeah. But I mean, you still have to acknowledge no matter what. I mean, there's a lot of work there. Like, yeah. this is not an overnight process and like you said like woof like yeah, there's no is, good way this is year one of like a, a six-year rebuild yeah it's gonna take a long and hey listen that's what happens you gotta take the chances and you end up with the consequence they went all in for almost two decades trying to win the Stanley Cup and they were they had some of the best teams in the league for a long time they just never broke through and now this is the downslope. You have no prospects because you were drafting late first or trading away first rounders year after year after year. Guys get old, guys get hurt, they move on, and now you're stuck at the bottom. So it's just the way it works in the cap league. Otherwise, I feel like their owner, you know, SA, Mr. SAP, would just be buying everybody out and making trades for seven goaltenders <laughs> just to try and keep them afloat. Yeah, just finding something. We're talking about goaltending. One last question for you. Mm -hmm. Your proposed trade is still an option on a table. 
your big goaltender three-way trade from earlier in the offseason. I mean, like I said, I didn't think it sounded too crazy. Like, you might be able to pull it off. So what was it again, just in case, you know, we have any new listeners? I mean, it was... Linus to Edmonton. Linus to Edmonton for Nugent Hopkins. And I think they'd probably have to find another team there to work out money or a couple of, you know, other guys on the roster just to kind of make sure all the money worked out on both sides and everything like that. But it's like... There was a need both ways, you know, like we didn't know if Bergeron was retiring now that he's gone. I mean, we have currently Charlie Coyle and possibly Pavel Zaka as our one C's. Yeah. A little scary. Would you, so you would be comfortable if Hop, uh, Nugent Hopkins back in the middle because he's been playing on a wing with McDavid for a couple of years now. Yeah, I would be 100% fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I guess the alternative is Charlie Coyle. Show one C. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a okay with that. I'll take a, a 45% face off percentage just not to have to deal with that shit. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, ah, uh, so I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I do think, though, at some point, Edmonton is going to have to make their mind up as to how it's going and as to where they're going to make additions in that lineup. Cause I feel like Edmonton is the same thing every year, at least lately yeah. with McDavid, like, okay, they do good. They're, they're going to have a question mark on fucking uh, defense. The goaltending situation, no matter how they start the year always ends up insanity. So it's just like, I just don't know what it is to expect with them or when something is going to change within that lineup itself. And then I will say, we, we've talked about for a little bit, like hypotheticals for Edmonton around, um, you know, if you had to trade one or the other because of the cap, who would you trade, McDavid or Dreisaitl? Um, and obviously McDavid has that massive contract that runs for a couple more years. But Dreisaitl's contract is going to end right as the cap explodes. Yes, and so they're going to be able to keep both of them basically their entire careers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just on the way that the uh, the ping pong balls have fallen. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be another Crosby Malkin down the middle, just like the Penguins have had for fifteen years. I still so can't and, believe though, too, with that massive contract, they're four million off from each other, which is crazy to think, especially in you know a professional sport. Now, okay, now we're. I have something here. Oh boy, Matthews. Yeah. Matthews' new deal. Yes. Do you think Drysaddle says I want more than that, which would put him over McDavid with Edmonton? Do you think Edmonton would say we can't pay you more than Connor? Oh, there's no way Edmonton would pay him more than Con- pay him more than Connor. The only thing I could think of is that as Drysaddle's negotiating they're already extending Connor. Yeah. So it's kind of like the the Maybe background work's deals. already done. Yeah, exactly. So they'll sign him to an extension where it kicks into 2026 season for McDavid, where you'll get $13.75 million, and then Drysaddle's also getting that. Part of me, to be honest, I wonder if he's going to start getting that Scotty Pippen disease where Drysaddle's going to go, you know, on any other team, I would be the franchise. But 
my entire career so far, I'm just second fiddle and I'm basically Robin to his Batman. I don't care that Edmonton can afford me. I want to go to a team where I am a fucking man. And, hey, I mean, if that's what you're looking for, I would tell you to spread your wings and fly, young <laughs> chicken. It's just one of those things. As Boston. To, <laughs> the, no, it's like, what's better or worse? Like, okay, you're Scottie Pippen, but you're still winning championships? Or now you're going to go be Scottie Pippen somewhere else and – Mm, maybe you're not as good as we thought you were going to be. Yeah, well, maybe if they start winning championships in Edmonton, that might give them some pause. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, topic for uh, an off-season episode in three years. <laughs> yeah, a f- future debate, yes. <laughs> um, besides Quinn Hughes being named captain in Vancouver, I mean, the new coach, Tockett's there as well. Um, anything else that – you're kind of peeling away from this slow summer for the entire league, to be honest, but especially for the Pacific division where it's noteworthy enough to potentially make a difference that we haven't touched on. Or is it kind of like, yeah, this is, this is how it's shaking out. It's kind of what we see is what we're getting here. I am a hundred percent on what you see is what you get here. (laughs) I, I, I don't think it's anything too crazy. Um, Like I said before, I like Seattle. I wonder if the couple of people that ended up leaving, how big of an effect it has on the actual lineup. Um, They still have Grubauer and Nett there. I I thought he had a pretty good year last year. So, I mean, if he can continue that. Yeah, so I'm just – I just wonder if they can maintain, I guess would be the word, if they can stay where they were. I like the Dumoulin signing just for depth there. Um, they should have just kept Susie, but yeah, well, I think he. Well, I think priced his way out just a little bit. So yeah, I mean, this episode might have been a little slow, but even starting when we go into the Central Division, but especially, and it's not even because the Bruins are in the Atlantic and the Rangers are in the Metro. Those are the two toughest divisions in the sport. And they've had so much, you know, roster turnover, coaching staff turnover, massive injuries to deal with, like in in Miami. And then even in the Central Division, you have, what are you getting from the Jets? What's Bedard going to do in Chicago? You know, I saw the article today. Seth Jones wants to be the next captain. I saw that too. Yeah. Sit down, Seth. (laughs) <laughs> I, I was not overly enthused reading that. I'm like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can St. Louis make a bounce back and have one more go in that roster? Like, there's a lot Can of Nash- storylines. Yeah. Can Nashville do there. the same? Yeah. Nashville. The one thing with Trotz is he's trying to have it both ways. He's trying to rebuild and still contend, and you got to pick one or the other. But we can get into that when we go over to Central. Hmm. Uh. But yeah. Anything else or? Are are you as ready to move on from the Pacific Division until the trade deadline as I am? <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, th- right. this could have been one of the the lost episodes, and I would have been like, "Oh no, no, it's up there. You just got to look harder for it. Like it's there." I mean, if people want, I can talk for how long are we in. So twenty six minutes. We typically go about fifty fifty five. I can talk for twenty more minutes about the Jets. <laughs> I mean. Do you want to rank them where you have them in the division, or do you want to save that for a whole preseason breakdown? 
Oh, I'm talking about the New York Jets. Oh, I know you're talking about the Jets. I was just talking about the Pacific itself. Uh, <laughs> um, now nah, we'll save it. We'll save it. Right. We got to keep. We got to keep a little exciting of the order where we see, you know, the three to four good teams in that division finish. All right. Now, random question because this had also come out this week and allegedly is already being oh, investigated. Abs? Yes. Already being investigated by the NHL. Uh, so Chicklets broke the news this week that Biz got texted by a player as to what Babs was already up to in Columbus with Boone Jenner, where called the captain in and said, hey, well, you know, I want to look at your phone and see the pictures on your phone to see what kind of person you are. And now it's front page news. NHL is now investigating. The PA is now investigating. And it's like, does a leopard change its spots? Because, you know, hey, I'm not giving you a piece of paper to see who the worst guy in practice is, but I want to see your phone to go through your shit to see. I mean, like, that's, not so for nothing. that's not what happened. Allegedly. I, I'm going to give – so here's the thing. I – maybe it's – I'm a little blinded by my distrust for spitting chiclets, especially uh, biz. But – I give a little more leash to Boone Jenner and ba- Jenner could have just said nothing. You know what I mean? But the That's way true. he it made sense of like, it's a new coach. It's his captain. He's trying to develop that relationship. So to say like, how's your family? How are your kids? Oh, you have a new kid. And Jenner volunteers. Oh yeah. Look, I have some photos on my phone. That's what happened there. What the weird thing is, is it's one of two things happened with chicklets. One is a player in the room who somehow knew that Boone Jenner and Babcock talked about those things and they looked at photos together or however it was conveyed to this random player decided to then text Biz and say like, you'll never believe it. Let's say that's true. Who would do that? Who's trying to get Babcock in trouble already on that roster? Oh, I, I, I think the players were not comfortable with him coming back there. 100%. You know, who, I, you know who I think it is? Oh, you think it's Johnny it Hockey? No, I think it's Line. Oh, interesting. Okay. He's never liked hard coaches, ever. In Winnipeg, whatever, he's never liked them. And I'm sure he's scared shitless of Babcock. Um, but here's what I think really happened. Biz made it up. Interesting. I, I mean, but... I don't think I, a I player go, went to him. I, I, this is my only thing. And I mean it in, in, like, sincerity. At this point now, we could consider them a news outlet. And I'm not talking about the Barstool brand. I'm talking about Chicklets itself when it comes to hockey. To go and fabricate something like this within the hockey world, that should be a big no-no. And especially (laughs) for a guy who's on the fucking panel on TNT, who's being like something like that. I mean, if this is not the case, this is public apology land 
whether it's the on TNT. The podcast is over, or, and he's fired from TNT. Uh, yeah, like just that's that would be my take on it. If this is just a fucking make believe stunt, like that's a little much. Or if you want to give him a little leash, it was mentioned to him in passing, and the way he heard it and then described it was not correct. Because for Jenner to come out, I guess Jenner did, Jenner did kind of validate that something did happen. Because otherwise, Babcock could have said, like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I never looked at anybody's photos. Like, but they admitted that they did look at photos. So either Jenner said something to Biz, because Biz was probably like, how's the Ben with uh, Babcock, huh? And it's like, oh, yeah, we were in a meeting and... He looked at he looked at photos of my kids and stuff, and Biz is like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to talk to Wit." Yeah, but see, like, but this is the thing, right? If I get a text like that, oh, uh, you know, he was looking at pictures of my kids. I take it as, like you said before, he's trying to build a relationship, family oriented, yada yada yada. If it's the other way of this guy wanted to go through my phone and see my pictures, like. Hey, what if I got fucking nudes on there of my wife? Like, yeah, no, sorry, dude. You're not looking at my phone. And what, yeah. now it's already day one? It's going to be a problem? And, you know, oh, well, he won't let me go through his phone? Like, no, you shouldn't go through my phone. Like, yeah, th- like it's just, I don't know. I-, I think it's uncomfortable. The way Babcock fired back about it was too strong of a reaction. And Jenner's response was too strong of a reaction for there to be any fire to this. Now, the bad thing is, like you said, they're investigating it. So they're going to interview Babcock and Jenner and other players that might have been involved. And they're going to bring Biz into an, a conference room in New York City and be like, "How? what were you told? Were, was it a text message? Show us a text message. Yeah. Because like, cause there's also now an, an uh, HR issue with the NHL and NHLPA. Oh, big time. So if... One, does Biz have evidence that he was told it? Two, if he does, who was it? Yeah, who was it? What did they actually say? And if they said something and Biz kind of ran with it or misconstrued it, that's a huge problem. But could you imagine if if he's like, oh, I don't have anything? And like, well, who told you? No one told me. Or or like... (laughs) I don't want to give up my source or something stupid yeah. like that. Like, cause now the other end too, right? They open up this whole big can of worms. Well, it's partially true. Okay. Like, you know, Babcock overstepped the boundary, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Now before he even coaches a game, Columbus fires him. Who are they going to have as a head coach now? <laughs> like, I, I don't think they fire him. I think if it, even if it's partially true and the partially true part is, we looked at photos on my phone of my kids and family or whatever. That's not him demanding, give me your phone. I want to fucking look, see what type of man you are. Like that type of thing. So I don't think he would get fired. I think what's going to come out of this whole thing, if there is a resolution, there has to, to be honest, there has to be one because you can't let Babcock come in back into the league like this. And then before preseason even starts, there's this kind of murky, he said, she said, is this guy a shit person before our pucks even drop? So I think there's going to be a resolution. What I think is going to happen is Biz is going to get suspended 
from TNT. He's not going to get fired. He's going to get suspended. Um, kind of like what happened with Aaron Ward. Remember when he jumped the gun? Yep. Back in the day, the deadline. It's going to be something like that. He's not going to lose his job, but they're going to make sure that he loses his credibility a little bit because you can't be working for the league's national TV partner and other coaches and players don't trust you anymore. They'll be honest with you off the record. Yeah. Like, would you tell anything to Biz at this point, knowing she's going to go on his fucking podcast and say, you'll never believe it, but here's what Babcock is doing. Yeah, just anything and everything is just going to spew out. And I mean, now the other thing too, and I mean it on like a professional level, is if I text you on a professional level and I say, hey, off the record, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then you spew it. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, so I just don't know which way this ends up going for him. Like, it's that's ugly three different ways. Yeah. But it's such a specific, even if whoever told them, whether it was Boone or whoever, if they didn't specifically say, hey, this is off the record, you need a little common sense to be like, this is such a specific claim that it could obviously be tied back to somebody uh, by Babcock. You don't open it up. So even if it did happen, it's like, dude, I told you that in fucking confidence. And I think Jenner's response, even if it was him, basically threw Biz under the bus where he's like, dude, I got to fucking distance myself from you because I told you that in private. And you tell your huge audience of listeners, and now it's a players association issue. And my coach is now under fire because I basically was talking to you or potentially venting to you as a guy who played in this league and can relate and we're friendly towards each other. And now you blow my spot up. Yeah. So it's not going to end well for uh, Biz Nasty here. And then if that happens, what's going to happen to the sales of Pink Whitney's? Unfortunately, I don't think those are going to drop. <laughs> I, I just think for him and the brand he was building of being, you know, on that panel and everything else, yep. that it, that diminishes him and his self from it. That, that's all I think. Yeah. Well, besides that, <laughs> how besides that, how it's a play, Mrs. Lincoln. Uh, so... Next week, we'll go into the Central. Um, basically, the way our schedule is hopefully working is we'll have... So, opening night is October... Hold on, I have it on my calendar here. Jesus Christ. I have too much work stuff on my calendar. I, I keep the work computer October work. October 10th. October 10th. So the way our schedule works here is next week is the central mm-hmm. week after that. We'll flip a coin on if it's Metro or Atlantic. Yeah, call it in the I, air. Yeah. Then the week after that is just like last year, the mega episode, the Da-da-da. last divisional preview and then the season predictions for standings for award winners for Stanley Cup matchup, Stanley Cup winner, um, random like prop bets like we did uh, 
last year we just threw shit at each other. We're like, what do you think about this? Over and under. <laughs> so that'll be our massive episode. And then that'll be the week of October 2nd. And then the following Tuesday, opening night, puck shot. Hockey's thing, back. So we're, thing, we're less than a month away from regular season hockey. Thing of beauty. Yeah. So I can't wait for that. I also can't wait to end this episode and not have to think about the fucking Anaheim Ducks until next next July. But, but I will <laughs> say, if they do trade Gibson, I do wonder where he goes. But that's neither here nor there. I'm trying to I'm trying to think like, would they take Campbell's contract back in order to facilitate a trade and get more futures from Edmonton? Interesting. I don't know. Something like that, um, or Toronto. Who knows? Yeah, anyway. I don't know. I feel like he's been rumored there for so long, though, that now it just doesn't even uh, just doesn't even have fire Winnipeg. anymore. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that wraps up the Pacific, even though we were more juiced to talk about Babcock and potential seeing dick pics versus the entire division. But uh, next week, we promise we'll pick back up. We got the Central going on, run through that, and then just another week closer to October hockey. Thing of beauty. Any shout outs, big boy? Uh jeez. Uh I'm trying to I'm trying to be careful here. Uh shout outs to a couple of professional hockey players that play for New York City metro area teams for working with my company. I'll just say that. Very nice. I, I like that. <laughs> Um, and also a New York City metro area entire basketball organization is working with us now. But that's not what this podcast is about in terms of sports-wise. How about well, you? Me? I just have uh, tomorrow is 11 years of marriage to, to my my beautiful missus. So, yeah. How is it only 11 years? Isn't Cam in high school or something? <laughs> some days it feels that way it's actually dude you'll love this so we had parent teacher night earlier just kind of a new school yada 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 you know kind of go in see the teacher and i was in fucking tears because uh it, cam has this little spot on the top of his head uh he was yeah, he's born had that with forever it. yeah he, he was born with it so the the teacher asked about it but you know not a just kind of a worry like Hey, you know, does he wear the hat to hide that spot? Or like, I don't know. Like he, he, like people have asked him about it. And like, hey, what's that? And Cam, just, I don't know. I was born with it, and you know, <laughs> they, like they just kind of carry on and keep doing whatever they're doing. But she was saying, like, the first week of school, fucking, he he's showing up like Hollywood meat in there. Like he got on his big fucking uh, pit viper sunnies his big hat and he's walking in there and she's like, absolutely not. Like, dude, I was dying. I'm like, that is awesome. <laughs> so like, I just hey. get home and I like ask him like, Hey meat. I'm like, how was, uh, you walking in with your sunnies and all that. And like, he didn't know what to say. He just gave me a smirk. And I was like, I respect that. <laughs> like, you know, he's probably trying to pick up some third graders. Like, do, do your thing, big boy. Like, carry yeah, on. Confidence. Yeah, you know, so I'm just sitting there laughing. I'm like, because I could picture him doing it, too. Just walking into the classroom, his bag, big hat, big fucking stunners <laughs> on. I'm like, oh, that kid made me laugh. Can I ask? Were the sunglasses the Bret Hart version? They're not the Bret Hart version, but um, 
they're kind of like I guess they're kind of like the new Bret Hart's in the sense of like they're called pit vipers. I don't know. You, okay. you can Google them. So I guess like that's like what the baseball players wear. So he has a pair of those. But so they are very big on his little face, which does make me laugh. <laughs> Right, I'm gonna Google it right now just so I have the visual. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, r- rock on, Cami. Fucking great. So 11 years with the misses. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, I just Google them. Uh, it's kind of like the guy who made your anniversary video. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> um, I was gonna say it's 11 years. You guys have been married. You guys have been together. Since Jesus. 1964. I gotta say, I think we've been together like 17, <laughs> 18 years. Yeah. Freshman year of college for us. Yeah. Like the weekend before the first day of college for us as freshmen was your guys' first date, I think. We were pretty close. Yeah. That, that whole summer was kind of back and forth. And then I think it was, it was November. We finally made it official. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my question is, when will Red take? her national hockey league expertise and bring it down to the dungeon and join us on the podcast. I mean, I don't know if you <laughs> want it for the hockey expertise, but I mean, just joining the pod, we could definitely arrange that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll be talking like we can't do that. Or you'll be going into some story about, yeah, back when I was playing, she's like, you didn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, legit. yeah. She's like, oh, when was this again? oh actually that was was before i met you (laughs) like and speaking of like humor so i started like assistant coach in uh cam's hockey team and i'm loving every minute of it on the ice again it's great it's fun and one of the funniest things was one of the kids came up to me the other day and they're like hey uh my dad used to play hockey and i'm like (laughs) oh he did like oh that's awesome like where did he play dude i thought this child was going to shoot out like a uh, a certain team or a college or something dude i could tell it was like men's league they were like oh he played <laughs> for like uh j and r builders or something i'm like oh I'm like oh that's awesome like i, I was like i bet he was really good too like dude, i'm in tears like that is fucking great he, he played every every other tuesday night at 11 p.m puck drop uh, in the over 35 league. He was yeah, a star. And, and he said Wednesdays he had a headache, whatever that meant. <laughs> yeah, I still see that. Uh, a couple of guys that we played hockey with uh, in our college years, I'm still friends with or follow on Instagram, and I see them posting, like, we have an open spot for a skater on our men's league game. We need you for two weeks on Monday nights. I'm just like, more power to you, man. Like, I wish, and part of me wishes I was still playing, but the other part of me is like, I'm glad I ended it when I did. I mean, it's not, if I had a choice to keep playing, like, going up, I would have kept going. But, like, I'm glad I ended it when I did because at least my last memory of playing hockey was when I could still move around and actually, like, slide to block a shot and hop up all in one motion and not being like, Oh shit. All oh, my back. Just went yeah. Out. <laughs> yeah. Well, once you went down, there's no way we're coming back up here. <laughs> so I, I'm glad that was my last memory. Also, to be honest, like, a little sappy here, my last memory. So senior year, obviously me, me you and Mike, we started the whole thing. Uh, the last game of that season. And then me and you and him were the last ones there getting our gear off. And I was the last Basically, hockey 
new hockey memory I, I made was just us wrapping it up together. Yeah, no, I had that. One. I did a couple of years of men's league after uh, college, but um, nothing like crazy. And then now it's like I, I work a lot of crazy hours when I'm on the go. Yeah. And a 1040 start does not <laughs> move the needle for me. Like, I'm like, or just even the energy to expend to just play. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm already sleeping like three hours before that. Like that—that's fucking outrageous. Like I can't be doing ten yeah. forties. I did play one game, deck hockey, so I don't count it really. But when uh, Michael Paul was living in Nashua right after college, he was in the deck hockey league just to kind of stay in shape. And he's like, "Hey, we have an open spot tonight. You should come play." Borrowed a stick, went there. Dropped six goals in the first period, and it was—I wasn't even doing anything crazy. Like the goalie, I noticed would always just stay down on, to cover the post and just left right above the shoulder open. I would just rip it over the shoulder every time. But it was funny because the guys' reaction—we were what 22, 23. Me and Mike were playing with like thirty-five to forty-five-year-olds, and. Me and Mike would just be scoring like basic ass plays and be like, holy shit, you guys got to stay out there. You guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, we just finished a two on one with one pass and a one time. We're like, calm down, fellas. <laughs> yeah, like, change it up. Oh, no, no, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So me and Mike were having a ball. I was, I mean, it was deck hockey. I was talking shit to face off. Like this one, one guy I was talking shit, we we're taking a face off against each other. I was just riding him. And then. He happened to win the face-off, and he's like, all that, and you still fucking lost the face-off. And as he was running off, I turned around. It's like, at least I can still see my dick, fat ass. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's my last quote-unquote memory. But, like, last legitimate, my legitimate last hockey memory was uh, senior year of college. With you, <laughs> you gave, you him boys, the old, so. <laughs> gave him the old fatso, that shirt's five sizes too small. Oh, that's yeah, it great. was like... Three minutes into the first period, and he's already gassed. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. So, anyway. All right, we can wrap it up here. We did hit our 50-minute mark. Thank um, goodness. Thank God for Babs and uh, Hockey Memories and Anniversary Talk with Redder. And <laughs> life is good. Yeah, so. All right, we'll catch everybody next week. Central Division time. Uh, let's get, keep this ball going. For a way better episode, guaranteed or your money back. <laughs> me